brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a Midi clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older, but if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at Midi understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And Midi can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. Midi clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. All right, y'all, and we are live. What's up? Y'all know it's your girl, Ashley. Y'all know the creator of Black Girl Interrupted. And y'all forgive me because I never could get my hands right. So to the right of me or left, have y'all want to do it? I got my girl, Leslie, mm-hmm. over me. She is the creator of For the Love Culture Podcast. Yes. Y'all go check my girl out. She's so freaking amazing. I'm so excited about a lot of the upcoming mm-hmm. projects we have coming. So, ooh, mm-hmm. well, I'm not going to talk. I'm going to let, there we go. Now I got my hand right. So I'm going to let you go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell them who you are. Tell them about For the Love Culture Podcast. Oh, right. Well, my name is Leslie Ann Seal, mm-hmm. and I'm the uh, owner and, oh, hold on a second. We got people blinging in and ringing in. Um, but I am the owner and CEO of Leslie Ann Brand. Um, I'm a realtor in New Jersey. Um, shout out to Halo Realty. We have um, we have properties in New York, New Jersey, PA, and Florida. But most importantly, I am the creator of For the Love Culture podcast. And I really decided that mental health uh, is just something that clearly, as our sweet friend Ashley knows very well, it's something that is extremely important. And for me personally, I've lived a life where I tried to fit everybody else's version of what they wanted of me. I just kept trying to squeeze in the box, squeeze in the box, whatever everybody else needed, whatever everybody else wanted, whatever circumstances life gave me. And I always just tried to look alive and smile and make it appear as though everything was fine. And living a lie is just, it's strangling yourself. 
And so that right there, just I want people to stand and live in their truths and, and in the name of love for the love culture was born. So that's where we are here. And I do sing as well, you know. Yes, she does. And yeah. when I tell you, I'm so excited for the upcoming projects that we have in the works. Like when I tell you, I'm absolutely ecstatic. I cannot wait um, to see. Oh, and there's my sister. Hey, girl. There's my sister. Hey, girl. She's tuning in with us tonight. Okay. Hey, sis. So, yes, yes, yes. So, as I was saying, y'all already know how I start the episodes. Y'all already knew I do my mental health check-ins. So, y'all know before any episode gets started, before I even jump into tonight's topic, y'all already know I got to do my mental health check-in. I have to know. She says, hey. <laughs> so, I need to know how everybody's feeling tonight. Drop in the comments. Let me know how y'all are doing. I got something for everybody. Y'all already know how I come. But this is for anybody that's going through something right now. I promise you, this is absolutely for you. You know, I don't know who this video is for, man. But it's like 4 a.m. in the morning, May 10th. And uh, my heart is heavy. Because I know there's somebody out there that is ready to end their life. That's already made up in their mind that they're not going to fight no more. They're tired of fighting. You know, they don't have no more strength to find because they've already gave all their strength. They don't even have the strength to turn the page. They don't have the strength to, to see tomorrow. They made up in their mind that their life is over. And maybe they logged on to Facebook. Maybe you logged on to Facebook and, and looking for a sign. Maybe you logged on to say your goodbyes and you came across this video. So I just want to tell you, man. That don't let those thoughts that are trying to kill you, kill you. Those thoughts that telling you life is over, those thoughts that telling you you're not enough, those thoughts that tell you things won't get better, those thoughts that tell you that you are your mistakes, those thoughts that tell you that you are your past, those thoughts that tell you that you're worthless. Don't let those thoughts kill you. They're lying to you. Because you're more than that. You're more than a conqueror. You're more than what you're going through. You do have purpose. You are awesome. You are talented. You are beautiful. You are special. Despite what you've been going through. So you make up in your mind right now. Okay, you don't have to have a, a whole plan out for the rest of your life. You make up, But you make up in your mind right now that you're going to fight with faith tonight. You make up in your mind right now that you're going to survive tonight. Whatever it takes. I pray that you have a peace in your mind that floods your mind. Like never before to let you know, despite everything that you're going through, the storms that you're going through, the flood that's flooding your life with pain right now. I pray that peace tells you that everything is going to be okay. I pray that you find the strength inside of your weakest moment right now that lets you know that everything is going to be okay. So you put down that gun, you put down that drug, those pills, you put it down, man, because there's more to your life than what you're currently going through. And you'll never understand it if you quit right now. But I promise you, if you fight with faith, you fight with prayer, 
eventually you'll realize everything that you went through had a purpose. Everything that you went through had a purpose. Life will get better. But if you're in your life, you prevent it from getting better. All right. And that was a word, sis. That was a word. Yes. When I first saw that video, I was like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. And I was in a moment when I saw that video. I was having a moment, you know. Um, my dad had just passed. And I was just, my mind was all over the place. It, it was just, I didn't know if I was coming or going. So I stumbled across that video. And I was like, oh, okay. And I watched it maybe three or four times. And I was like, yeah, I've got to show this at the beginning of every episode. Mm -hmm. because, yeah, it is Mental Health Awareness Month. But mental health doesn't end on May 31st. Sure doesn't. You know, this is, um, these are things that we deal with every day depression, anxiety. I was watching a, a, a episode. Um, what was that? I was looking at something on may have been CNN or something. And um, it came across my timeline on Facebook and it was a, a, a teenager. I think he may have been maybe 14 years old. And he said, uh, I may not work a nine to five, but I deal with mental issues just like everybody else. Mm -hmm. He said, parents to stop saying you don't have a life like me like you don't have to get up and go to work mm -hmm. kids go through more than we know man listen first of all we all have to understand if we as adults are struggling to deal with our own ish and we are the example and are responsible for our children you have to ask yourself if you're struggling to keep yourself together how is your child dealing with you struggling to keep yourself together? What stress is that putting on your child? The fact that you are not stable, the fact that they got to watch you and however you're handling your stuff, that's stressful. It, it is stressful. You know what I'm saying? And we as adults, we do. We have to sit ourselves down sometimes and remind ourselves how we felt as children and put ourselves in our children's place and say, now, if my mama was doing what I'm doing, would I be all that cool to be in school doing my homework, acting like everything, everything, or would I be saying what's wrong with this lady and I'm, I'm going to need somebody to help my mama? Most of the time, if we put ourselves in our children's place, they got a right to be concerned and worried, especially depending on their age. We have to acknowledge these things. Even the little ones, the toddlers, they learn it the most. You know, it's an important, it's an important concept. And then, you know, the times are so different. You know, back when we were coming up, we didn't have social media. Yeah. You know, social media, I mean, has, has become the devil's playground. Yeah, especially for these kids, you know, and they, they're looking for self-love is a big thing. You know what I'm saying? And people don't quite understand it. I think we have such a surface level understanding of the concept where we just think about, oh, love the way you look, love your body, love yourself as you are. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like, that's cute. That's the beginning. Yes. Like, that is the baby, 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 baby version of self-love. 
that is like the most surface version of self-love. But we have to start teaching our children from birth to love and protect themselves at all costs. Value yourself as a whole package. Your inside, your out, your good, your bad, everything about you, you better learn to love it and appreciate it. And if you don't like it, figure out why you're that way and how you can utilize it for your benefit. What is the superpower you're intended to have? But if we don't instill that kind of love into kids, then they're easily led astray. Then when they go online and people tell them, oh, you're ugly, you're this, you're that. This is why we have babies in elementary school trying to commit suicide because they don't know their worth because we didn't tell them their worth. And that's where tragedies happen. It, it starts with loving yourself. But if your mama don't love herself and if your daddy don't love himself, how the hell are you going to teach y'all how to love y'all selves? Right. And this cycle continues. You see what I'm saying? Like we lead by example. So if we're a mess, what can we really expect from our children? Right. So Especially true. if we snapping and biting our heads off, you know, because most of the time that's the conversation. Why you don't just kind of, you ain't got no stress for life. Like, how, how, is, is that not how it goes? <laughs> but like, you isn't that how we harping at the kids? What you got to cry about? Don't make me give you a reason to cry. It's like, hold on, mm -hmm. hold on, sis. <laughs> Hold on, sis. I'm gonna need you to pipe down, okay? I just asked when it's dinner ready, and you, you're wilding, you're wilding, like right, right. So my sis says she's feeling great, but she's exhausted. I know it. It mm. is Thursday, y'all. We are one day away from the weekend. We are a weekend away from Memorial Day. Y'all keep dropping in the comments, y'all. Know I do my mental health check in. I need to know, please. Good? Everybody, right, right. So y'all already know, I always post little things for y'all. So if you know somebody that's going through something, please, if you can't talk to anybody else, call the number 1-800-273-8255. That is a suicide prevention lifeline. Please call. If you are even thinking about suicide, Please call the number. Please call the number. Y'all know I can't stress it enough. If you are having a mental health crisis, please call the number that I have on the screen. 855-274-7471. That's the Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services. It's a statewide number. It, you can call it anytime you need help. And if you're in a mental crisis, call, 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 call. And then y'all know I got the other one. That if you need the text, if you cannot talk to anybody and you feel comfortable texting, please text talk to 741-741. And that allows you to text with a trained crisis counselor from the crisis text line. And y'all know that is available 24-7. It's available. Please, 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 please. There, It's available. All right. So let's go ahead and let's jump on into tonight's conversation, y'all. Man. Woo! So you know I'm celebrating mothers the whole month of May. Every topic I've discussed for the month of May has been in regards to mothers. So tonight, we're talking about adoption. To give or not to give. 
Ooh, sis. That's we a tough one. This, we see this so often. Yeah. Why is it? It's, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, it's, it's an uncomfortable conversation, especially, I think, for people of color. You know, because the first thing that comes to people's minds is I ain't just going to have no random person raising my, my, my flesh and blood. But then those will be the same people that'll tell you to go to the abortion clinic. Well, hold on and wait a minute. Make it make sense. You don't mind killing one of your own, but you don't want one of your ones being raised by somebody that actually want to raise it. Make it makes sense. Make it make Ooh. sense. I mean, if we're going to talk about it. Ooh, sis. You know you done stepped on some toes with that one. I'm just saying, like, if we're... Look, I'm, I'm definitely in a phase in my life where I just have to keep it a thousand. And when we're talking about... It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain... You don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill protecting black women. This is a big topic here, you know, because there's a huge dichotomy with especially church folk who don't want the embarrassment of their young women pregnant in the community and then no baby. They don't like that idea. They don't like that concept. They would prefer the back door, keep it quiet, keep it in this house, get rid of this issue, which is the very complete opposite of what you're telling people in the church. But because of reputation in the church, which has nothing to do with the religion supposedly represented in the church, now you got people doing all kinds of stuff. And then you wonder why the morals is all lost and confused because we telling people to do one thing, but we saying another. Ooh, well, that's hot, sis. Oh, that's hot because that's the absolute truth. That is. If you look back to our grandparents, 
and the people in the church whose girls were 14 years old and they had these babies by their mm -hmm. uncles. Mm -hmm. And they didn't want anybody to know, so they took the baby. Some of them took the baby and raised the baby as their own. Mm -hmm. Or as grandma's baby. That now all of a sudden, mama is sister, mama, auntie, sister, cousin, all all, all the. Mm -hmm. And then you got a whole bunch of confused, angry people. That's like I was watching, uh, what was it, Madea's Big Happy Family? Yeah. With Loretta Divine, and remember? Mm hmm. Uh, Lil Bow Wow, it, it came out like Madea told him, she said, uh 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 uh. You need to tell the truth. Come on mm -hmm. now. Like, certain you are this child's mother. The problem with living a lie is it never works. Living a lie will never work. Whether you trying to live a lie and you fronting or whether other people are lying around you, living a lie will always end in tragedy. I promise you it will. Tragedy and heartbreak. You're right. You're right. There's no way to get around it because now you have a whole person that don't know who they are. And and furthermore, they don't even know who to trust because everybody around them has been lying to them their whole life. Now, you want to talk about mind effing somebody? You want to talk about blowing up their entire sense of trust in themselves and the world? Who can I turn to if everybody I've ever known has lied to my face? Right. But the, and you know, sis, that's so prominent in the black community because it's always the model has always been what goes on in this house stays in this house. And that's because pride and shame have been the two thieves of peace joy understanding and empathy but, we, but you know it's it's time for us to come from behind the facade mm -hmm. that we've lived all these years you know it's time to tell the truth and shame the devil yeah so, since tonight we're talking about adoption to give or not to give this is not one of the questions sis but but let me say that question for later. Let, let, let me say that for later on. Let, let's, let's, let's go ahead and, and jump into the conversation. I'm going to say that question for later on because I definitely want your input on this. Yeah. I, I definitely want your input. Yeah. Yeah. I get what you're saying. And it is, it's an important look. The, the topic of adoption, again, it's complicated and it really shouldn't be. It really should not be complicated. This should come down to what does this person, what does this woman want to do with her body? What does she feel is best for her and her mental health and her circumstances based on her finances, based on her community around her, her support system? What is she going to be able to deal with best mentally and emotionally and physically? That should be the only concern with respect to should I have this baby and, and adopt it or should I have this baby and keep it? That should be the only concern in that question when you're considering adoption. However, the, what I just brought up before kind of knocks all of that out the window because what you want now doesn't matter because if you're living for the approval of the ones around you, what you want for yourself can be counterproductive to what they want for themselves. And then you have a little conundrum. 
especially if you're underage, because what you gonna do? Where you going? This is how you end up with homeless, pregnant teenagers. Or this is how, how we end up with babies in dumpsters. That part too. This is you how we end up with dead babies. This is how you end up with dead teenagers that are found dead in hotel rooms, or babies that are left in dumpsters, babies that are left in um, cars. What so, we have to, we got to start caring more about preventing teenage pregnancy than hiding teenage pregnancy. That's what we really need to do. And when I say pre preventing, I don't mean barking at teenagers not to hump each other. That ain't never worked. It ain't never gonna work. Like, can we just right. be real about it? But again, if we go back to that topic of self-love, real self-love about protecting yourself, protecting your emotions, protecting you from being involved in something forever, with somebody you don't know. When you start putting things in real world terms with children, they're not stupid. They will understand. If you in the name of show an episode or two of Maury, okay, it don't take much. Okay. It really don't take much to get kids to be like, look now, I ain't about that life. You know, as far as preventing getting pregnant, there are many, 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 too many options. But the problem is when you have people that don't want to talk about sex don't want to address the topic because they're too afraid that leaves room for pedophiles rapists other foolish children and whoever to get up in your child's ear talk them into some stuff and next thing you know you got pregnant young people all because you was too ashamed to even address the topic now whose fault is this right. where does the blame lie it you know what i'm saying with respect to parenting a child to avoid these types of situations versus avoiding the parenting and then doing a cover-up job and hoping your child don't go crazy in the process, depending so, on how it goes. So let me ask you this. So going to the question I have on the screen, when do you consider adoption? When? When do you sit down and have this conversation in regards to adoption? I just want to know before you answer that, I want to know why is there such a taboo conversation in the black community? I mean, well, we're all for, you know, what you get pregnant, you going straight to the abortion clinic. Why not adoption? Because again, for some reason, I don't know if it, if it's like a trigger from slavery or something that people is just like, we ain't going to have our people just all over the free world. Like I kind of low key feel like maybe that's it in a certain, you know, to a certain extent where it's like, look, if we have a, a child in this family, we keeping it in this family because we're not letting no random person. We didn't let too many of ours have random, you know, random of ours just be lost in the world. However, that's a psychological PTSD than a mug because it's very, very different. Clearly having somebody taken from you versus you picking someone worthy and giving your child a better chance at life. It's two completely different things, but somehow, somewhere, I feel like somebody got them roads merged. Got the wires crossed. Got the wires crossed. And it's it really is a thing in our community where it's just like, the number one thing you'll hear the older people say, especially is, I ain't gonna have none of mine, it's just all over the world. But you'll, you'll have it down the drain? I'm confused. Make it make sense. So let me ask you, you're 17, 
pregnant, would adoption be an option for you? I mean, me personally, I've been in this circumstance, you know, as a teenager, finding out that I'm pregnant. And I've been in it in a, in a time where I had options uh, with respect to my age and independence. And I've also been in this situation where I did not have options with respect to my age and independence. And so it was two very different experiences. Now, in my heart of hearts, the first experience where I had no real choice being a minor, that is the instance that I would have chosen adoption because abortion was just never on my list of things to do. It just was never a necessary thing in my mind. It was one of the things that was reserved for if by some horrific chance I were raped or something like that and, and became pregnant, I knew me personally, emotionally, I could not handle any of that life. Right. right. Me personally, I couldn't. And even just the emotion of going through a pregnancy like that, like, nope, nope, nope. Because especially now as a mother, my imagination was enough to tell me, hell no, we can't do that. Right. right as a right. mother, having gone through it now, even as a grown woman, like I'm very against abortion, but having experienced pregnancy and what that is, the emotion of it, the feeling of it, and especially at my age now, if some crazy person attacked me and I found myself in that way, I would not be able to emotionally handle that because I would, that would mess with me. Right. That's the easy way to say it. That would, that would mess with a girl, but it was one of those things where I always reserved it for that rare scenario. Or if there was like a medical reason that I had to go that route, well then save my life. You know what I'm saying? But outside of that, for me personally, I just did not see a reason to ever do that. If you're, if you find yourself in a way, then God said, there, let there be life. <laughs> and, and if I'm not fit to do it, then I want to find somebody who is. And then there are options in that too, where you can, you know, as I'm sure we'll discuss, you can either be involved, not be involved, kind of be involved, want to be involved, a little bit of something, something. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's a whole lot of options that just get thrown out the window when we just say, this is a secret and we don't want it, hide it, hide it. Like, mm -hmm. like what, what, wait, wait, there was a whole gamut of options here. There was a whole gamut mm -hmm. of options that could have allowed me opportunity to grow up maybe a little bit and then step in and just explain that I was young. You know what I'm saying? Or maybe to just say, go live your best life. And, you know, I, I did my best or something. There's a lot of options. Right. Rather than just shoveling kids off to operating rooms, like so, you know, when it comes to adoption, I know it is so many things that come into play for that to even be considered. You know, um, financially, you know, yeah. financially stable to take care of a child. Are you able to provide for the baby? You know, well, that's, that's why I was saying it. There are many options within adoption, because, again, if you're in a situation where, let's say you are a teenager and you know you don't have no resources, it's like, oh, I ain't even got my first job. Ooh. But you you don't want to just give your child away, away, away. There's options where you can be somewhat involved, like there's room to negotiate where you have room to grow up and mature and become more independent and then link back in. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't have to give it all. It's not an all or nothing 
kind of deal. But people try to make it out to seem like it's an all or nothing. Like you either going to have this baby and keep it or, or you ain't going to have it at all. Or the baby's just going to be lost in the world and ain't nobody going to know nothing about it. And, and it's like, no, nah, in the name of teen mom, we didn't seen it on TV already. It, 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 it don't it, look. Come on now. The baby ain't just disappearing. They can work it out where you can see your baby or not see your baby, depending on what you decide before you give your baby away. And see, and that's, you know, when it comes to me, it, you know, and again, y'all, this is just my personal. I don't think I could give a baby up for adoption. To carry a baby for eight months, not you know, have a long, you know, your pregnant. Mm -hmm. Some baby, some people deliver their babies early. Some people, you know, I just don't think I would be able to. I, I mean, it's hard if you, you know, depending on the circumstances, you have to ask yourself if me keeping this baby means that we are homeless, we are not safe, we are not secure. What other options do you have? Right. You know what I'm saying? And then as a mother, that's where that's where your mother kicks in. Mm -hmm. Literally, that's where mother kicks in. And that's where you as a mother say, my baby needs to be safe. I have to. Make I can't do this. I can't do this because this is what happens. Most of the time they come home with the baby because they can't bear to leave the hospital. Right. You're wavering with the decision. You take the baby home. And in the name of Pampers and Wick and Similac. And God forbid you have issues breastfeeding. That right there, and don't let you have postpartum. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit This will have you right back saying, you know what? Maybe this will be the right decision. Maybe this and the blessing, I, the blessing is there's always time. That's why adoption to me is the better route because the life is still living. The mama still has time to make a decision and make a mind. Nothing permanent has happened. But if you just go straight to abortion, only thing left is heartache. Right. And I mean, there's nothing left. You know, in. The heartache comes <laughs> on, on both sides, you know, whether, whether you ab abortion, because there's always been the great debate, abortion mm. versus adoption. That's, that's mm. the greatest debate since Roe versus Wade. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. But I, I... there's heartache on both sides, but I'm sorry. Adoption, the one beam of light is the fact that 
God bless your child is living and breathing and that you loved your child enough to give them a better chance at life. And can't nobody deny that one part that you damn sure don't get on the other side. And so to me, there's heartache on both sides. Yes. But one side definitely has a, a shining ray of joy. Right. That is undeniable. A silver lining. And in the name of children eventually finding parents just because they want to know, there's hope for future connections. There's so much hope on one side where there's only darkness and sadness on the other. And it's it's like, I think that's the most unselfish decision a woman can make. Yes. Because we, we as women, you know, especially when it comes when we have babies, we can get selfish at times, you know, mm-hmm. you, know that we can get, you know, but I think I would rather a person give their baby up for adoption than for you to murder your child or for you to leave your, your you know what I'm saying? To yeah. just drop your baby off in the dumpster or I, I mean, would rather a woman do tell you. Like, that's just. You know, I keep it a thousand about my health and it has not been in the best way. And not too long ago, I had left both my sons with my parents. You know what I'm saying? And that was the hardest thing for me to admit that as a mother, I was not physically capable of maintaining my household or running and being the captain of the ship. Furthermore, I didn't want them to see me and be stressing about me. I wanted them to focus on being, you know, the young men they are getting a schoolwork done and so on and so forth. So I, I completely understand just how hard that is to literally say, I'm not capable as a mother. However, look, there's the big child just came out the door right there. One of them is already back with me and, and God bless the other one will be back with me tomorrow. It gives you hope. Just cause you're not capable right now don't mean you're always gonna be incapable. You got to remind yourself of that. And as long as you're, to me, as long as you're moving and doing things with a a pure, kind and humble heart, where you're truly just working in the best interest of your child, where you're not saying, oh, I got a call for, you know, from Rick Ross and he's about to sign me. So I ain't beat for this baby life. And you ain't just drop a baby off to go live your best. Now, if you if you make a move like that, sis. But if you if you're genuinely a mother who who says I don't, I'm not capable and I, I'm not equipped right now, adoption to me is very much the best option because it gives you hope for the future. Even if you can't raise that child, at least hope for a relationship later. And think about it also from the flip side. There's a whole women. There's a whole subset. Not even just women. There's a whole subset of society who are incapable of having children, both men and women, and both heterosexual, homosexual, and all kinds of sexual relationships at the end of the day. So you have to think about that. Your tragedy is somebody else's blessing. Right. There are people who desperately want children and cannot have them. And they have more than enough resources to give your child the best life, a better life than you could. So now who's going to be selfish? This comes down to being selfish or selfless. And that takes me, what you just said, takes me right to the next question. Mm -hmm. What adoption options are available? Because, you know, they have open adoption. They have closed adoption. 
and it's a, it's a couple of more. But I, I was gonna say, I think there's like a partial one where like you kind of it's at the adoptive parents' discretion how much relationship you have. Right. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. There's there's room. Because then, like I say, when it comes, you know, I, I think if it came down to if I were to get my baby up for adoption, I would want to open adoption. Yeah, that's because that's what I would have wanted. I want to know. My yeah, course, you know, you get to screen the families and stuff like that. You know, mm -hmm. but I still want the interaction with the child. You well, know yeah. I, mean? I want the, because coming up, it took a village to raise children. Mm hmm. And I'm a part of that. Look, this is called outsourcing. That all you're doing is outsourcing a village. That's adoption, outsourcing a village. So I think it's you know I would want to know a, a closed adoption. Um, I feel like that's reserved for if you really are in a way where you know you are like beyond struggling with yourself, and, and you just know that you you ain't you just know that you're incapable. Like, let's say I would think for people maybe that are suffering from certain mental health illnesses where they just know, like, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. it's in your best interest not to know me because I'm struggling. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that's the scenario or scenarios like that where you would really just maybe somebody would feel like they just want to shut it down. Now, me personally, I, I would never I could never just shut it down. Like, I don't want to know you. I, like I, I can't do that. Me, I don't want you to do. Yes. Yeah, yeah I, I can't do that. But again, I could only imagine if I were really struggling with substance abuse, though, or if I would, if I was really struggling with like a severe mental illness, where I knew that I was having a hard time, like just maintaining myself to have productive, positive conversations and interactions. I wouldn't want to be a negative impact on my child's life. You know what I'm saying? And in that scenario, I could see myself saying, you know what? You don't need to know me. You don't need to know me. But that would be because something I know is wrong with me to the point where I know I'm going to be a problem for you as my child. But if I know that I'm not going to be a problem for you and it's just a financial thing or circumstances just aren't right for me to, to raise my child, I'm damn sure going to be in the audience for every school play and clap <laughs> She's going to be at every game and, you know, like, I just can't afford to keep you yeah. would be my thing. And then as you get older, I'll be able to sit down and, and explain. Yeah. So exactly. I'm about to play this video, sis. I pulled up this video on YouTube where a young woman shares her adoption story. And I just, oh, my God. Okay. When I tell you, it was, it's so, it, it's such a cute story. It, it, it's oh, wonderful. So. You don't have to cut your camera off because it's, it's you're not we're not gonna be able to see you anyway. They're not gonna be able to see us, they'll be able to see the video. Okay. But here's the video, it's called My Black Adoption Story. It's like mm -hmm. five minutes long, four minutes long, something like that. This is a cute little story. Okay. I I know how I found out that I was adopted. And I'm always interested when I talk to adopted children like me. How did you find out you were adopted? I found out when I was three. And Whoa. <laughs> yes. And my mom did it in the most amazing way. Mm. She came into my room and I was playing with my baby dolls and I think it was a, a baby checkup. <laughs> and I was playing with it because it's like one of my favorite dolls ever. And she said, you're adopted. And I said, what? 
you know, like I'm three years old, what, what am I supposed to take from that? And she said, well, let me show you. You see how this baby is yours and you mm. take care of it? I'm going to take this baby and take care of it now. It's mine. And I said, no, give it back. <laughs> right, <laughs> That's right, mine. right, right. <laughs> but, you know, that was her way of trying to just connect with me and tell me that, you know, you're amazing, you're special, and this is something that you can go around and tell the rest of the world if you want to. And that's what I did. I yeah. went around and told people that yeah. I was adopted. And I would get the same expression, like, okay. Stop, stop. What, what, what's your mother's name? Vicki. Vicki Johnson. Vicki Johnson. I just wanted Love you. you. To, yeah, I, I wanted you to speak her name because she handled that with such grace. Yes. And, and, and with such dignity. Yes. You know, because I know stories of people finding out that they were adopted and it's awful. Yes. But your mother was, was intentional. Yeah, she didn't wait till I was like 20 to tell me. Wow. You know, like drop a bomb on me. Like, no, she told me when I was three. Now, at three years old, did you get it? No. Yeah, I was about to say, you're a little young to be understanding what no. all that meant. When, when did it kick in and you got it? I would say I got it really it hit me and it wasn't a positive revelation but it mm. was still a revelation of me saying it's something beautiful it was mother's day and my wow. family was all sitting around as we always do you know after we've eaten and we've gotten a little tired um, <laughs> everyone started talking about their labor issues that they had and how many hours they were in mm. labor yeah. and so my grandmother has something to say my two aunts has something to say my older cousins has something to say but my mother didn't have anything to say. And I sat there and I was like, oh, that's right. Mm. You don't have nothing to contribute to this. And it hit me really hard. And then literally a couple of years later, I saw a photo of my baby shower and I was at the baby shower. I've never seen a baby at their actual baby shower. <laughs> and I was like, why am I? <laughs> I'm at the baby shower because <laughs> obviously right. you adopted me and then everybody came over and had like a celebration. Yeah. So yeah, it was like a, you know, sort of sad revelation and then a happy revelation that I have had this amazing blessing over my life that someone chose to love me, yeah. you know. Aw, that was so sweet. You heard her. She was like, her mom told her she was three years old. Mm -hmm. You know, Tiffany, like, Haddish, oh Tiffany Haddish was just interviewed on E! Daily Pop um, by Justin Sylvester. And he asked her about adoption. And she was saying that she wants to adopt because she wants, and she said she wants to adopt like uh, some a child that's like five and up. Because she wants the child to know how hard she worked for the child. She was like, I, I want, you know, my child to know, like, I loved you and I worked hard for you and I chose you in particular. And, you know, and I just think that that's a blessing. Like, we have to be considerate of those people, too, on the other end as well, that just because you're not able to take care of this child doesn't mean that there isn't a blessing in the storm, you know? So rolling right here to this next question, because now we're going to get to the meat of adoption, <laughs> the challenges of adoption. So let me, let me say this. These are some of the challenges that I've seen in regards to adoption is age, age mm -hmm. and sex. 
Yeah. You know, you have some people that want newborn little boys mm-hmm. versus a 10-year-old little mm-hmm. boy. You know what I'm saying? Uh-oh. I just... We got, we got, it, it, it's even deeper than just age and sex. You got to think about race too. You know what I'm saying? Like there's, there, there, it's become very cute for wealthy white people to collect children of other races. Now it can be looked at in, again, two ways. It could be looked at as collecting designer items to show off and appear as though, look how great I am. I feed the world in a personal way, or it can be looked at as what a blessing this person has the resources like no other to rain down on a child that would never otherwise have seen this kind of life, experienced this kind of thing. So it's like, it to me, there are a lot of challenges <laughs> to, to adoption. It is It does get, tricky it does get tricky i mean and i know uh, one of the things that that oh girl because baby you just hit the nail on that mm-hmm. now you're seeing more white people adopting black babies but now you're seeing black people adopt white babies mm-hmm. all of it and that's why it's like you know it, it gets very interesting because to me i look at this issue of adopting children of other races and i look at it as what is the intention and the actions of the, the parent that's doing the adopting right now if you're a black parent adopting a white child for instance right now clearly your white child gonna know they ain't black right? Are you going to take the necessary steps to make sure that this child understands their own heritage while staying in your home? If you're that kind of person, then I say, well, more power to you. Then you're just a person that wanted to raise a baby and you want to make sure that this person is a whole healthy human being. And in order to be a whole healthy human being, they need to have a full love and understanding of themselves, which goes back to the self-love I was talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. But if the parent gets the child, provides resources, rain, make it rain resources, you know what I'm saying? But does not acknowledge the fact that this child is a whole other race, does not provide any kind of support or assistance for, to help this child understand that they are a, a white child living in a black world. Well, what do you think? There's something wrong with you because yeah. I, I would question your I would question your intentions and in why did you select a child of that race if you're not going to do anything to address the fact that they are a different race because it's something that the world will address for you. So how could you not address it being the adult? You're setting that child up for failure. You're you're putting you're setting them up for a hole to fall into. Every time they say who's the parent of little Timmy and everybody looking around in confusion. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to, in my opinion, that's how you tell who's sincere in their adopting children of other races versus who's collecting designer items. Right. And that goes either way, whether it's white collecting black, white collecting Asian, Asian collecting white, Asian collecting black. 
Because otherwise, it's a little slavery adjacent. I'm just saying. So do you? So do you think? Okay, let's let's go to the whites that are adopting black babies. Do you think they're capable of teaching them their heritage? Yes. And where they come from? I do. I, I and do. I don't. And when I ask this question, I don't mean textbook. Well, I think I think that they are capable in knowing how to. First of all, anybody can find resources if they want to. You know what I'm saying? There's too there's too much out there just about black culture in general. Even if you don't know anybody in particular, there's enough in the name of BET and black sitcoms that you can, you know what I'm saying? Like there are things you can do to make sure that your child does not feel like the stranger and the odd man out in the household. So if you're just down to the TV shows that you watch, the content that you have, the artwork in your home, like there are things you can do to show that in your world, it is a melting pot. In your house, all colors are represented. So then there's nothing that's weird. You're not just inviting random black people over saying, hello, you know, brother new for you. You know, like, like, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. But you do have to acknowledge and address it in a way where the child is going to be comfortable, be familiar, not stand out when they're with their own people. Because that's the thing. You raising this child one way, and then when they get around their people away from you, they're going to feel crazy. They're going to look and feel crazy because they're not going to be used to being around people like them. And that's going to be a whole other problem. But there are ways that you can, I feel, there are genuine ways that you can address it and, and help. But it is about the community raising and helping to raise that child. You've got to extend outside and outsource to have a whole, you know, a holistic view, I guess, of raising that, that child because there are extenuating circumstances that require it. And that's about being responsible. Or again, you slavery adjacent, and I don't know about you. So do you think that's the biggest challenge of adoption? The biggest challenge of adoption is letting go of your baby. That's the biggest challenge mm. is just letting go of your baby. Is and everything after that is just a matter of you, your judgment, and knowing whether or not you're giving your child to somebody who look like they buying a designer bag. You got to use your judgment. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, with respect to once you decide I'm going to go adoption, the rest is up to you. Now, don't you give your child to nobody to look crazy. Don't give your child to nobody to look like they hang with Jeffrey Epstein. Don't give your child to nobody. That, you know what I'm saying? Like use some judgment. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I mean, and, and that's what comes along with, you know, like I say, that goes right here. How do select the right family? Because I want to go. I want to go back to the challenges. But since we've already opened the door on selecting the right family, let's talk about it. But again, I want to go back to the challenges. Yeah. So it comes to. I I think to me, and this is just my personal opinion. When you find out you're pregnant, you know you're deciding. You're debating on what you're gonna do and to have. To give or not to give, you know, am I gonna keep this baby? You know, it, it's like a, a like a scale. Does the good outweigh the bad? Does the bad bad outweigh the good? So in this moment, so you're thinking, you're like, okay, all right, um, what do I want to do? Um, the 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 baby daddy is not 
doesn't want to be in the picture. I'm I'm 18 years old. I'm still living at home with my mom and, and dad or, or however your living arrangements are. I'm not, you know, I, I work at Pizza Hut. Am I really truly able to take care of a child? So, okay. So here we come five months down the road. You're five months pregnant. You're like, you know what? Adoption. I think in that moment, you need to start spending time with the family or maybe even early on. Well, to me, once you're pregnant and you know, first of all, you find out that you're pregnant and you know you're in a financial way where this is not something that you can do realistically. You know that from the moment you find out you're pregnant. It ain't like you found out five months pregnant and you ain't got no money. You been ain't had no money for no baby. And you know what I'm saying? You ain't losing all in five months. So to me, as soon as you find out that you're pregnant and you know that your situation is not stable, there are organizations you can reach out to that can assist with this process, I believe. You know, and that to me would be my goal is to find out what is a reputable organization that can assist me in screening people. So that way, by the time I'm five months pregnant, I can be spending time with these folks to make sure they wrap tight. You know what I'm saying? Because it is a time-sensitive situation. And we are, we as women know, or, you know, as soon as you find out that you're pregnant, it's either yay or it's, it's either one of the two things. It's either yay, yay or you know, and, and if it's a you run through all the options immediately. Immediately. But I mean, but you have, I mean. So to me, as soon as you know that that's one of your options, call an organization. A phone call doesn't hurt nobody to find out your options. To find out, you know what I'm saying? Like, to me, knowledge is power. It, it, it's better to make that call when you first find out, knowing good and well, your situation ain't right. Whether you're with him, you ain't with him. Y'all can afford it. You can't. You know what I'm saying? Like whatever your reason is for looking in that direction, you do it pretty much as soon as you found out she was pregnant, unless something tragic happens very, very last minute, which is pretty rare. But most of the time, you knew when you found out she was pregnant, this was not great news. So try to contact organizations if you don't know anybody. First of all, I would try to see if there's anybody I knew personally that I trusted enough to raise my child, number one. That's the easiest route, just so that you have easy access to your child and you can know what's going on and, and maybe you don't even have to make things as official if you go that route. But if you did have to go the official route, I would go to an agency because I don't, it, 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 there's legalities involved. You know, and I would want to make sure that I would, all of my rights, I want to know, I want to know all my options. You know, I, and then once once we know all the rights and options, then you got to get to picking families and making sure they're not crazy. Fix your sound. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, uh, but it's crunchy? It sounds like a robot. Oh. She went out. She's coming back. Technical difficulties. Y'all know StreamYard does the most, but it's okay. My sister will be right back in. So to me, I think when it comes down to in the right family, you want to find you want to ensure that this family is financially stable to take care of your child, that they can provide the mental, physical, and emotional support for your child. You know, that's my opinion when it comes down to how do you select the right family. 
when it comes to adoption. Hey. Can you hear me better now? There you go. There you go. I don't know what happened. Yeah. StreamYard does that from time to time. I don't, it, mm -hmm. it does that. Like the sound, it'll, it'll, go, it'll go bonkers. And then, it, and then it'll come back right. Like you have to leave out and then come back, like cut the camera off and then come back. And then it just, I don't know. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. But, um, oh. Hey, big brother. Y'all, that is my big brother, Will. Okay. He is the host. You've got to check him out on Sunday. Well, Monday, Sundays and Mondays. He has the ADHD Hour podcast and he has the Black Mailed podcast, which is on. Okay, so the ADHD Hour podcast is on Sundays. You can follow him on Facebook. You can follow him on YouTube. And then on Monday nights, he does the Black Mailed podcast. Actually, in June, um, Big Brother Will will be coming on a couple of episodes with me in June in regards to celebrating the black man. Hey, y'all know I love the black man. Y'all black men. Uh -huh. And so what's his name? How do we follow him on social media? You know, so because I'm my I, I have family members with ADHD, so I, I would love to see what it he's talking about. The ADHD hour podcast. I'll send you the links. No, thank you. Look, he says, LOL. He's laughing. But yeah, Big Brother Will is coming back on the show with me in June. We're going to do a couple of... Actually, him and his co-host um, are going to come and maybe do a couple of episodes with me in June. Because uh, I got to have my black man on here. You know I got to, I got to represent for y'all. I have to celebrate y'all. I have to love y'all. Y'all black men know y'all are every damn thing to me. Oh, I love y'all. Right now, we're talking about our black women. I'm celebrating a black woman right now. Mm -hmm. He say that it, that's just the name. It's not about ADHD. Oh, oh, oh. It's just called the ADHD. Look, look, I got excited. They're, they're thrown off on there. Him and my, him and my sister, Nicole, crazy. But the, uh -huh. black, the black male podcast Oh my god. I'm, I'm gonna check that out with the links. I promise you I am because I've been on a I've done a couple of shows with them on the Black Male podcast and oh yeah. We get the we get the man's version of, you know, certain topics. He came on Big Brother came on with me the whole month of February. I did to love and we talked about relationships. We talked about cheating. And I wanted, I wanted my brother on it. I was like, hey, I need the yeah. black man's perspective on this. You know, so check him out. He, he's he's so freaking awesome. I freaking love him. He's so amazing. I definitely will. I'm excited. There it is. ADHD podcast. You can mm -hmm. find him on YouTube. You can find it on Facebook. You can also find the Black Mailed, and it's M-A-L-E-D podcast. You can find that on YouTube, and you can find them on Facebook. Um, I'm gonna help him so we can get them on over to yeah. platforms and not just. Mm -hmm. And you know, I do my business consulting, so you know, I will help you get your LLC on and start running these uh, tax exemptions and and getting some of these residuals. So, holla, oh. girl. There you go, and that's mm -hmm. it. The blackmail podcast. Oh, I can't never get my hands together. There you go, down right there. Mm -hmm. It's an awesome show. I love it. 
because you know we had those kind of, those uncomfortable conversations that you know black women are like oh mm -hmm. no sisters you know I call y'all out too mm -hmm. you know I call y'all out too it real look it, we ain't got time for faking the funk if you acting crazy I'm gonna tell you you acting crazy and I don't care if you're a boy or girl black or white I don't give a damn if you acting crazy you acting crazy and I'm gonna tell you right <laughs> so, so as I was saying, when it comes to how to selecting the correct, the right family, you want to make sure that this family not only can financially take care of your child, but can they support them emotionally, mentally? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Physically, spiritually, you know, that's what it comes down to. Because money isn't everything, you know, and that's why I say sometimes, you know, especially if you're alone in it and you're young, to try to reach out to organizations that maybe can help you with this process because folks will try to take advantage of you, your hormonal, you know, it's a, it's a lot. It is a lot and it's a very big decision, but you want to, you definitely want to take certain things into consideration and you don't want to have people who are desperate for a child for good or bad reasons trying to rush you or bully you into giving your baby to them when they might not be the right people for your baby. And there you go. You took it right back to yeah. the challenges of a So, I mean, you know, sis, both of these, they go hand in hand, the challenges mm -hmm. and then selecting the right, the, the right family because that's the challenge is yeah. how do you know that that's the right, how do you know it is almost like you're doing interviews, and I and I hate to say mm -hmm. it that way, but you need like, to. You don't you hate know, to say it like that. You need an interview. You're doing job interviews. Mm -hmm. Interview. You're like, okay, are you the right family? Are and you qualified? Spend time with the family. Are you qualified? Are you bona fide? Can you right. afford this baby? What are your values? That's the people. You have to remember, you're not giving somebody an old pair of sneakers. You're not giving somebody an some old jeans. furniture or some jeans. This is your whole child. So if you do care about this child, which clearly you care, that's why you gave it life and you didn't just get rid of it in the first place. Mm -hmm. So if you care enough to give it life, care enough to know what kind of life you're giving it. Because we do have those tragic stories of children that wound up in horrible ways because they were left to the side or left to just any old body or left to the person that had the most money in some circumstances, which are not the ones that we like to talk about. But there's many circumstances where women that are victims of sex trafficking have children and those children end up wherever. You know what I'm saying? Like there's 
if you're making the conscious decision to give your child up for adoption, you need to make sure that the people that you're leaving your child to have your same morals and values. Otherwise, you're partially responsible for whatever happens. If there's foolishness that comes from whoever you gave that child to that you could have avoided, and I, it's key phrase, could have avoided. But that's like what, yeah. that's like what we do now. You know, even, you know, let's step out of adoption for just a moment. That's like trusting any and everybody to, to watch your child. Which you, know, you shouldn't be doing as a parent. Right. I don't you know, know that's, I, that book about just letting any old body, Tom, Dick and Harry take your baby. And, and you wonder why folks is touching on people's kids and stuff like. Or they beaten or these babies end up dead. I mean, you know, I've, I've seen stories. I pulled up a story on YouTube um, as I was in, you know, in preparation of this episode of adoption and a black woman, she adopted a cute white baby. Three years old and, and she killed, she beat the baby to death. Oh, no. And what was the reasoning? That's what I'm saying. And mental health, people people got to, this is what I'm saying. That's why if you go to a service, you have a better chance of the person being screened. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because a certain prop, that's what I'm saying. You want you, if you are a mother who wants the best life for your child, you find the most reputable organizations and services. They will make sure that there are certain psychological screenings. They they go through the financials of their applicants. Like there, there are companies and places that you can go to to make sure that your child ends up in the it's right place. But you right. gotta do due diligence, which is why I bring it back to as soon as you knew you was pregnant, be responsible and find out information. Don't hurt nobody. Contact so the organizations. Let's normalize checking with family first. Yeah, that's the first place. Let's, Truthfully, let's, but it depends on how you've been raised. It is, but if you, not, when it comes to adoption, sis, that's not always the way they go. The moment they, they talk about adoption, they always seek outside. It's never the family. Never the family. Hold on, let me take her and bring her back. Hey. Okay, so All right, so I think... technical difficulties on her. Yeah, you are. I can see you. I but can hear you. Let's normalize adoption. There you go. When it comes to adoption, the first thing that people do is they look outside of the family. It's never an aunt or a cousin or a brother or a sister that takes the child. We always, not we, but I mean, not me, but it's always, mm -hmm. <clears throat> excuse me. Let, let's, let's go to an adoption agency. If you want to keep the baby in the family, especially if you know you have an aunt and an uncle, or maybe your sister is in a better position. Let's normalize that versus. Oh yeah. That should definitely by no means am I knocking an adoption agency. By no means. So I don't want anybody to feel like, well, she's yeah. knocking. No. But I'm saying check with family first. Yeah. If you if you have a family that's supportive in that way and you know that you have relatives that, that can be of assistance, that to me is 
literally just outsourcing again you're outsourcing to your community to your tribe and you're allowing your tribe to assist you in raising your child in whatever way you negotiate with family and most of the time you don't even need all this extra paperwork and things depending on the circumstances it, it can be a lot less stressful if you just go to a family member from the very beginning somebody you know love you know the history you know all about them you know other people that know more about them that you can find out if you need to like versus strangers i mean because that goes back to we're still talking about selecting the right family <clears throat> that talk that goes to that takes me to what's the little boy that was murdered in california by the mom and the boyfriend he was living with the uncle Oh, they did a they if they did a documentary about him on Netflix. It was like eight episodes. I can't, six episodes. I can't remember, but I know I remember what you're talking about. I see his name and his face. I just can't call his name, but he was living with the uncle. Was flourishing, such a mm -hmm. cute little little boy. The mama warned him back. The mama came and took him, and this little boy ended up dead. The mommy and the mama's boyfriend tortured this baby. They tortured him. And through all of that, he still loved his mom. Mm -mm -mm. They always do. You know, and litter. But you know, and, and that's you know, that's what I mean when I say when it comes to the right family, why? If you know you're incapable, why be selfish like that and, and take your child away from an environment where they're flourishing, where, I mean, just... Those people ain't in their right mind. That's why. Those are people that clearly are suffering from some kind of mental health issue themselves because wouldn't no parent in their right mind do their child like that? So you got to already, from the very beginning of that story, tell yourself them people ain't rap tight and they are not, they are definitely in the minority. Because no no loving parent would be able to do that. And it's, again, about being selfish or selfless. And that is very selfish. Let me find his name. I'm going to tell you his name. Um, I know it was in California. What is this baby's name? Oh, my goodness. Because he was just as cute as he could be. And the saddest part about all of this um gabriel fernandez that's his name gabriel. Okay, yeah. gabriel he was living with the uncle mm -hmm. the uncle was in a same-sex relationship the uncle was but this little boy was flourishing and the mother had given the little boy to her uncle to raise mm -hmm. i think she had two or three other children i think she had two other children in and, now, and, now, and, and, and took this little boy but that was the only one she was abusive to people like I said when they ain't wrapped tight and I you know pardon the expression but that lady obviously had a mental problem because that's not a logical thing to do that is not it's not a it's not a sensible healthy thing to do so you have to tell yourself in the very beginning that's a mental health issue that went unchecked some something somewhere in in her situation she needed help and she didn't get the appropriate help 
Right. And and unfortunately, this is a tragedy that came from it. Right. You know. And it goes back because you know I'm gonna double back to to this this right here, the challenges of adoption. I mean, the challenges you don't always know what the future holds. You can try your best to make the best decision for your child, but you can't guarantee that the future is going to be better with somebody else than it would have been with you. It's one of those things where you have to make the best decision that you can with the information that you have at the time. And you just pray that if and when you're given the opportunity to explain yourself and to hear about that child's journey after they left you, that God gives you that ability to have that conversation and that you can grow and heal and move and learn from there. But that's all you really can do. Right. But you know what popped up in my head? Just talking about Gabriel. And again, I had to go back to the challenges of adoption. The system. Mm -hmm. The system. The system gives people such a hard time in regards to adopting kids. Yeah. It's wild. It's a whole process for adopting, but then anybody seems to be able to become a damn foster parent and abuse kids and get paid. So somebody, Girl, okay. I need Come to understand. Now. Somebody make it make sense. Why? Why I got to have you know a whole hundreds of thousands of dollars in the bank, all kinds of degrees and jobs from here to and everywhere, and all kinds of paperwork to back me up if I want to adopt a child. But, you know, I could just roll down to social services, fill out a couple forms, and next thing you know, bing, bang, boom, I got a baby in the house. And a I'm check. A and a check. A check, yes. There was this family. I'm going to see if I can find the article, and I'm going to try to send it to you. This black lady, they were on, um, what's the show where they, they come and they fix your house? What's, what was that show? Flip My House? No. Uh, where people like wrote stories. And the people came and, and they sent them on a trip while they fix up their house. Oh, what was the show? Oh, called? Extreme Makeover, Extreme Home there Makeover. You yeah. yeah, no, wait, was that it? Yeah, them. I don't know. Yeah, what I think so. What is black family was on there? They were foster parents. Mm. Black family. And I think they had taken in like 10 or 12 foster kids. No, that's a lot of damn kids. Now, what the hell are we doing? How are we giving all these kids love and attention and affection? So they needed a new house. So they rolled into Extreme Home Makeover. I think that's the show. Yeah. Um, and they sent the family, like they sent the family off to like they took let them go to Disney World or something like that or another. So mm -hmm. um we built this bigger home to accommodate. I think they had 12 kids. It may have been 10. I don't know. I know it was a lot. Too many. Oops. And um so about five years ago. Ago, maybe six years ago, one of the foster kids came forward and said they didn't use the money to take care of them. Of course they didn't. Here's my thing. You ain't going to have look, it is very hard, especially in this 20, 21st century living, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, to afford Five and up. Five kids and up will strangle you. Most people, three kids is too damn much. Okay. And that's three natural born children, much less three children that are not all from the same family who all are going to have different emotional needs, different 
histories and backgrounds like foster children are in a circumstance where they were literally taken from their parents because their parents were not capable of loving them it is very different than adoption where this is an act of choice foster children for the most part they're in this scenario due to circumstances that the adults couldn't even control control, exactly so you have these kids are coming with trauma they're coming with pain suffering and all types of things how the hell are you going to address the pain trauma and healing and emotional security and support of 12 damn foster kids houseway make it make sense and then it makes sense and then until you have the children that come with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That comes from drug addicted parents. Yeah. I have two sons and it takes a lot to manage my two sons. You see what I'm saying? Between their doctor's appointments, their teachers, their school activities, all these other things. 12. What? What? But you have some people that, but then to, unless you have resources, like unless you're a multimillionaire where you literally can afford the staff of people it would take to coordinate for that many children. You see what I'm saying? Like you got to have bankroll to have enough staff to address because it's not the same thing as even adopting 12 kids necessarily. Because again, foster kids are coming more than likely with a lot more trauma than somebody who was given off an adoption from birth and didn't know that they were adopted. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a difference in the road. And then you're dealing with multiple personalities. Like I say, you might, you're depending on the age of the children, it Mm -hmm. could range from, you could get a one-year-old to you could get, end up with a 13 year old child. And here you are, you're trying to, to not really. And I hate to say the word coordinate between this one-year-old child, and then you have this 13-year-old child, you know, the one that's already fully developed. You and, know, so you're, dealing with, you're dealing with trying to balance. And let's be real. Some of the trauma that these children experience, they then turn around and exhibit and mimic towards other children. Uh, yeah. So you cannot have a bunch of kids that have been through possible sexual trauma and, and abuse mm-hmm. then left around each other especially if you ain't got the money and resources to really watch them and adequately care for them, they can be abusing each other and kids in the community. Right. They go into school wreaking mayhem on the community because you ain't watching them and you ain't providing no resources. All you're doing is collecting a check. Right. To me, anytime you see that many 
foster kids in one home and the people are not multimillionaires, they running a scam. I'm sorry. Because it's just too expensive to take care. It's too time consuming and expensive to adequately care for a child. Right. For you to volunteer to bring in 12 kids that more than likely each of them come with their own set of damage and trauma and issues. Like, hell to the gnaw, hell to the gnaw. And if you need to call Extreme Makeover, then you ain't in that crew that's the multi million crew. Right. Yeah. But I mean, to me, why would you, first of all, that didn't mean, if I were to show, I wouldn't have done it for them anyway, because truthfully, you went out and you got all these kids and then called us to build you a bigger house when you could have just stayed in the house that you had and not went on and got all these extra kids. Well, like, if I'm you not feel mistaken, what I'm saying? I mean, the house was big, but like- But it ain't big enough for that many kids was, is what I'm saying. Was, and, I, and, I, and it may not have been 12 kids though. I, I know it was quite a few. But still, you, you see what I'm saying though. If, yeah. if, and I know if you have foster kids and, and you- you can't be writing into those show with uh, in a three bedroom. You know what I'm saying? And you got seven foster kids talking about we need a bigger house. We cramped. I'm gonna want to punch you in the face. <laughs> I mean, but th- I mean, but that may not necessarily be the case. I mean, you may you have some where the foster homes are almost like revolving doors. You know, well, what that's I'm different. Saying? You see what I'm saying? It again, it depends on the circumstances, and it depends on how many kids you have. How long are you keeping these kids? And and are you rent are you running a shelter or are you raising children? Are you and like what you know what I'm saying? Like it depends on the circumstances here. But they may be but the thing about it, they may be in a big, you know, in a big place. They may have like um I know one of one of my really dear friends of mine that lives in Chicago uh, bought a uh, I can't think of the name, but but there. You, oh, I can't think of the name, but she turned it into like a women's shelter for women that get out of prison. Oh, and, nice. So, um, cause she she was in prison uh, herself, and I'm actually gonna have her on the show. Oh, um, in July, me and Miss Coco are gonna get together because, um, the topic for July. So I'm gonna keep that under wraps. I'm not gonna tell anybody what July is gonna be about because it's gonna be a. Uh, it's gonna be some real shit in July. Okay, I'm excited for uh, birthday month. You know what I'm saying? I'm oh yeah, it, it's gonna be some real shit in July. Like it's gonna be a real live topic for the whole month of July. Good, good. Some shit people don't be want to talk about. That's the shit I want to talk about because I'm about tired. Like all of this look alive and I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I don't do that no more. I'm tired of that. I don't, I don't know about that. I get controversial on uh black girl interrupted. They know how I do. I talk mm-hmm. about current events. I talk about police killing black men. And mm-hmm. We're gonna be talk talking about it all. Oh yeah, we talk about it. Sex, everything. Mm-hmm. But, um, but you have some that that buy these buildings, and they turn them into you know they turn them into like foster homes or whatever. But you know after a while, you know when it when it's like a revolving door, and the mm-hmm. system plays a part in that too because. You make these accommodations thinking that these kids are going to be here for a while and six months later, three months later, you know, and then eventually, you know, the building starts to run down plumbing and. Well, yeah, I mean, 
my grandmother and my great aunt both had foster sons, you know, so I know I know this experience because uh, I used to come in the summers and I would live with them between both homes and both homes had foster kids. Some stayed, you know, we had some kids that stayed, you know, till they was grown. And then we had others that kind of came and went as they needed to. Some that came back and forth, you know, like so we had the whole gamut, you know, from young to older teenagers. But it's also because of that experience that I that I know. Right, right. It can right. It, it can it's something that even if, if for the most best intentioned people, bad things can happen. Right. And if you have too many people under your roof. Right. And like I said, because say, you can't keep track of everybody. It's just a it's a reality. You cannot keep track of everybody. And, and you're then, dealing with people and kids that are hurt from not being with their own families. And the way they express that hurt, depending on what they've been through. Mm-hmm can lead to more tragedy and heartache. Right. So I just get concerned when I see people with yeah. a whole bunch of foster kids now right. at one time. At one time. It's different if you've had 12 over the course of a certain amount of time. Uh, over but you got all 12 in the building right now. I'm looking at yeah, I got to get this out on. You see how the, you look, you see how the, look, you see how the turn around right. like that. Like, I'm but, like, but I'm I'm with you. Because you yeah. do have these people that that take in these children just for the check. like their checks, and, and them and like that movie with the fine with, the, with that finance man in Denzel Washington in the Marine Antoine Fisher. Yes, the like that. Boom. And that and he was being he was being beat by the foster mother and molested by her daughter. Yeah, you see and what I'm saying. By the way, I read the book. By the way, I read the book. Mm. Let me. This is why we talk about adoption. Let me say this. When I tell you, you gotta, you have to read the book. You gotta read the book. I promise you have to read the book. Prayerfully, you know, my life will get less stressful and I won't fall asleep when I go to read things for pleasure. Right. And it'll be on my list of things to do. Right. Because I want to get back to the, you know, the good old days when I can read for pleasure. Because, you know, I actually like to do that. But because I, yeah. Goes into detail. I'm sure it does. And, you know, and, and, Let me say this, black people. And then I'm going to play this one little clip. I encourage you, black people, go get your black babies. Go get your black kids. Go get them. I'm not saying, let, let, me, let me say this. I'm not saying white people can't adopt black babies, but black people go get your black children. Can't nobody tell you about you than any more than somebody that's already experienced what you're gonna experience. You're, you, you need that direct testimony and guidance in life to be the, the most successful as possible to me. You know, and if you're blessed to be in a position to assist somebody in that way, you do that. 
because you can speak to the experience and you can really guide them. But now when you start adopting children that are of other races, you're going to have to take extra steps because you cannot speak to what they're going to experience. You do not have any kind of comprehension as to what life is like for that child. How can you really guide them in the way that they should go if you have no idea the road in which they're going to walk? You never been on it. You, you, you so can't it, relate. You can't you relate. Cannot relate. That's why you I said you can tell who's collecting designer babies versus who's really trying to just adopt and love a child versus how they go about it and the resources that they go out of their way to provide because they acknowledge I don't understand what they're going to be preparing themselves for. And I need to prepare them in the best way that I can. So what resources do I have available to me to make sure my child knows who they are outside of just being my adopted child? And besides teaching me who I am through a textbook. Yes, exactly. Because y'all know I'm going to get down to the meat real quick. Because a textbook does not sit down and have those conversations with my son every time he walks out the door. Nope. Those textbooks don't protect my daughters when they walk out the door. Before I roll to this clip, let me say one thing. Happy birthday to Mike Brown. Yes. He would have been 25 years old today. <sighs> Ferguson, Missouri. Let me say that. God bless your soul. Let me say that. So, black people, go get your black babies. Go get go go, and take these black children home. And this is why it's important that we talk about adoption because, again, we go back to the concept of with adoption, you get to choose the good, kind, loving people that raise your child. But if you try to keep your child knowing you're not fit, you then become subject to foster care where you don't get to choose where your child goes. And you can't help if they end up like an Antoine Fisher. Make the responsible choice when you find out you're pregnant and you know you're not in a way to do what's best and keep the child yourself. This is why I always run back to you. Look in your community. You see if there's anybody in your circle that you can trust, because that's the easiest, as we've discussed. But if you can't find anybody in your immediate circle, then you outsource to an agency to find the proper people. So that way you don't even have to get, we can, we can cut back the need for a foster care system. If we can start choosing adoption first, get over the stigma of adoption, there would be far less children in foster care. Let's get that right. right. There wouldn't be so many Antoine Fishers if we could get over this stigma of adoption. It's a lot of stigmas we need to get over. A girl. Look, who got time? I got time. Oh, the <laughs> we're going to talk about that next Thursday. Uh, yeah. Because Thursday is open forum. Yeah. So anything goes. So let me show this clip. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to roll into the final thoughts for tonight. Um, we discovered later on in the pregnancy that there was something the matter, and the first thought was, oh, "I'm not. We're not going to get rid. First of all, we're we're born again Christians. We're not going to get rid of a baby, but we knew it was kind of I won't say hopeless, but it was it seemed very bad. So I decided to wake up every morning at 6 a.m. and pray to God every single day, no matter where I'm at, maybe at 5 a.m. 
every day and asked, please, 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 and it didn't happen. And we, we adopted beautiful Miley. So we ended up doing what she first asked. I mean, if I had just... What God first wanted. Yeah. And, of course, her. I think yeah, he she... really wanted her to be with us. And she's She forgets sometimes that that isn't the baby that she carried. Yeah. For sure. Um, both me and her think, say that about each other. She's like, well, I really came out of you. I'm like, yes, you did. You know? But I do want women to know out there, if they can't have a baby, um... Please think about adopting because it is unreal how you don't know it feels like that you're baby's a baby. Like, Diggy. Yeah. like it's there's yeah. no difference. It's all for yourself. We encourage adoption. Mm-hmm. We encourage it. You push it. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I mean, go for it. You have so many babies out here that need good homes. Mm-hmm. Even though the system gives us hell when it comes time to adopt, don't take no for an answer. Then all that means is we just have to find new and creative ways to fight to change legislature, to give more opportunities. We need to create more adoption agencies. Hmm. Right. Come on, right. Black CEOs. We start creating more adoption agencies ourselves where we can have better control over who gets our Black babies. Then that changes the game. Hmm. That part. B.O.B., y'all. Start supporting B.O.B.s, Black-owned businesses. Start tapping into these genres that we typically... Let me say this. Let's start treading into those uncharted waters. Mm-hmm. I'm going to need y'all to see how other people are making money. Look, let me take the glasses off for this one. I'm going to need y'all to see how other people are making money and do that. That part. Legally. Then you'll have money to adopt. That part. Woo. You had to take yeah. your glasses off for that one. Sis. I did. I did. You know, but it is because we as a people have been put in positions to feel less than, or like the, it's just so that the mountain is so huge. Why should we even try? Like we are purposely made to feel that way, but we have always been capable. We've always been conquerors. So it's just a matter of wake up. You're capable. 
get your little tingling in you, get that, get that spirit awoke now. I'm gonna need you to wake up now. Right. It's you a matter have of greatness me. in you. You have greatness in you. You're capable of being a millionaire. You're capable of being a billionaire. You have ideas and dreams and visions that God put in you. And it's about time that you get up off your behind and make them happen. Stop telling yourself it'll never happen. Stop telling yourself all the negative things that everybody around you that doesn't have a vision, that doesn't have a dream, that doesn't have a passion. Don't listen to them. You listen to what God put into you. And if you pause, if you're positive and you're productive with that gift, it will be, it'll allow you to be fruitful and you will have the financial things that you need to accomplish what the Lord wants you to accomplish. But it's up to us to figure out how to monetize our passions, how to contribute and change the game. We can't keep sitting back talking about it. We have to actually be active and, and get up and, and make moves because the way I see it is Beyonce is Beyonce because she worked hard. Nobody had to tell her she could be Beyonce. She didn't wait for nobody to say, all right, we cast him for the next Beyonce. And she said, oh, me. No, she just said, I'm the shit. Her parents told her, bitch, you the shit. Work hard. Dance, girl. You can sing. And she said, I believe it. I believe it. And then mm-hmm. single ladies came. Like mm-hmm. she, she believed it and she had the right people around her to raise her up to believe she could. And because she did have the proper support, she made the moves, she made the connections and they all made it happen as a community and as a group. That's all it takes is for you to just believe in yourself and you can have the adoption agency to help change the game, to save the black babies. That's that's who I am. I'm the impossible dream maker. You know what I'm saying? that's, That's who I am. And that's the kind of life that I want to put out into people. Right. Why can't you? I mean, I mean you to tell me why you can't. You know what I mean? Like I say, when it when it comes to adoption, man, we gotta go get our black babies. We 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 just there's no ifs ands or buts about it. I mean, we've got to go get them. Yeah. They need our, our black boys and girls that go into the into the system. You know, mm-hmm. I, I look at um here in Houston, Malia Davis, Ugh. the girl whose body parts they found in Arkansas mm-hmm. was in foster care. Her and her brother. You know, this baby had sub- sustained what two head injuries. And the system gave her back to her mother and the baby. And, and this beautiful little girl ended up dead. So. We have to protect our own lives. Right. That's really what it boils down to. Is we already know we are not as valuable to them. It's written. It was written in the Constitution. <laughs> we weren't even whole people. Mm-hmm. So knowing that. It's on us to protect our babies. It's on us to make the educated decisions, to stop worrying about who cares about what it looks like. Well, how's your soul going to feel? How are you going to handle it if things don't go the right way? Because you did something to suit what everybody, you know, what the public wanted when you knew you could have given a child life, given them a good life with a good family that could raise them up in the right way. How will you feel? Right. 
Because I know me personally, I have a weight that I'll never get rid of. And I, and I you never get rid of it. Right. Just- and that's not something that anybody should have to have, especially if they didn't choose to have it themselves. Mm-hmm. You better say that for Tuesday, girl. Well, hold on to that for Tuesday. That part. I mean, me and you, we've already talked about it, but yeah. hold on to that for Tuesday. But it's through education and empowerment. That's how we save our black babies. That that's how we embrace adoption. Right. Embrace it. It's a beautiful gift. It is a beautiful gift, but we have to stop looking at it as this big thing, this stigma, and and being more stank about adoption than we are about abortion. I'm going to need us to switch. Change the narrative. Switch that. Because mainstream media, think about it. They love the fact that the black church pressures, you know, women behind closed doors to go the abortion route because that just kills more of us off. It suits their narrative. Exterminates us. Exactly. That's why we're made <laughs> to be shamed. Exterminate. <laughs> Seriously, though, that's why we're made to be shamed about it. Right. You know, and it's sad because even me, like my children, they know I threaten the lives out of them. You, you and make me a grandma in my thirties. I'm killing everybody. Right. You know what I'm saying? But we make sure we proactive, proactive. Proactive. We cannot. Once the damage is done, it's done. Now, now is where everybody has has to do the smartest thing, the most responsible thing, the most humane thing. And to me, that's a, that's adoption. Right. And yeah. that's the most unselfish act a mother could do. You know, when I I, I look over, so we're, I'm gonna roll into my final thoughts, and then I'm gonna let you have your final thoughts. When I I go back and I look. At my situation, I had my first child at 22 and my second child at 24. I wanted to be a mom, but I didn't want to be a mom, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I still wanted to, because at 18, I was in a, a very abusive relationship. So that's where I was, you know, from 18 to... 20 17 to 20 and uh so i didn't get to be 18 you didn't get to live right so when i had my first child i was still clubbing when i had my second baby i was still clubbing and i wanted to do me And not only did I want to do me, I, I was dealing with my demons on top of that. So when I left, I left my children with my mom. And I think that was the most unselfish thing I could have ever done. Because yeah. I was going from pillar to post. And I didn't want to drag my children here and there and here and there mm-hmm. and here and there. You know, I, I didn't want to do that. Um, so when I ended up in Atlanta... I had everything ready for my children to come. I caught a case. 
dash my whole dreams. My mom was like, you know, leave him here till we figure out what's going to happen with your case. I called a second case. Two felonies. Oh, no. I'm looking at 20 years. Oh, Lord. And I say, you know, I have to leave my kids with my mom. And it wasn't that I didn't love my children. You know, it wasn't that at all. No, it's never that. I was still just trying to do me. Rarely is it that. And that's the thing. It's never black and white like that. Right. And that, and that's why it's important to discuss the topic. Right. So I didn't let my mother adopt my children, you know, cause at any point, you know, even now, um, and they're 20, 18, and now I have an 11 year old, but, um, I think the most, uns and, and I'm going to say this and continue to say this. Women, I think the most unselfish thing you could do is to not drag your children all over the place. Mm -hmm. Leave them somewhere where you know they're going to be safe. And, stable. and I say that to say because that's what I did with my children. You know, in further episodes, I'm going to go further into detail. A lot of them already know my story. You know, um, but even when I came back for my children, my mother still didn't want my children with me. But that's 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 a whole nother show, y'all. That's that's gonna be a whole nother episode. Um, but but I I wanted to just say that to say I think I made the most unselfish decision a woman slash mother could ever make. We are responsible as mothers for giving our children peace and stability and, and keeping them safe. And if we know that we're unstable in how we are living our lives, whatever the reason is for it, if we recognize that it is not a stable thing for our children, then it is the most selfless thing to do is to leave them with somebody. Because even if you are in the midst of wanting to just live your best life, a piece of you died the day that you had to turn your kids over to your mother. A piece of you was very much hurt and, and heartbroken and feeling like less than because you weren't able to keep them. But in fact, you had the smarts to know that was the smartest thing for you to do for them so that they could have peace and stability while you figured yourself out. Because God forbid, think about the things that happened after if they had been there for it. My kids and, I ended, and my babies could have ended up in foster care. Exactly. Had I had taken them, had had they have come to Atlanta and I caught these cases, foster care probably would have taken my children. Mm -hmm. So if your family don't have the means to get down to you to right. come collect your children. Right. And so that I I, I wanted to throw that out there. In regards to when you consider adoption, think about your child. Make the most unselfish decision you can make when it comes to the well-being of your baby. Don't be selfish. Yes, I, I understand. It was hard for me 
to leave my children. You know, it was very hard for me. But I knew. And I pat myself on the back every day. I wouldn't be the woman I am now. Had I not have gone through those obstacles. You get what I'm saying? Had I not have gone on those roller coasters. I wouldn't be the woman I am today. Do I have regrets? Yeah. Do I wish I would have done things differently? Every day. But I thank God for allowing me to go through that to be the woman that I am today. And I'm growing every day. Every day I'm growing. Yeah. So I say that to say... Make the best decision. Make the best decision for the child. Be unselfish when it comes to making sure your baby is mentally, emotionally, financially, spiritually taken care of. Don't do that to these, these babies. These babies don't ask to come here. Sure don't. And there's too many options between when they're created and when they're born. Right. Too many options to be dragging them all over the free world, allowing them to be used and abused and, and traumatized. Right. That's the part where it's like, I have an issue. I have an issue. If your children end up used and abused and traumatized because you just failed to do anything to protect them, that's where it's like me and you got beef. I only got to know you. I ain't got to know your baby, but I got beef with you. And you will have a come to Jesus moment with me because too many options. Right. This and let me say this, sis, before, before I let you have, you know, your final thoughts. Let me say this. Women, stop using these kids as pawns like it's a game. You if just know. That the father has the better means to take care of the child. By all means, give the child to the father. Please, that part. That part. Because ain't nobody wrote no rule book that says children got to be with their mama. I'm going to need y'all to stop that. Please stop that. And stop using children to try to keep and hold on to babies and bags. Okay, because that part don't work either. I just had to throw that out there real quick. You know, if the father has better means and the situation is better, by all means, think about the child. You women stop being so bitter. And we need to discuss uh, the, the fathers in another episode as well, because that's a whole other complication of adoption. That oh, that's, oh that, that's in June. Yeah. Next month. Okay. June is the whole month dedicated to fathers. Okay. So we're talking yeah. about everything. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's a whole other situation in adoption. That's complicated. <laughs> Come on, sis. What's your final thoughts for tonight? My my final thoughts is just again, you know, not that I'm saying I'm against abortion by any means, because in my personal opinion, there are circumstances where it's warranted and it is a very personal decision but i'm a big proponent of save our black babies too many of them have died unnecessarily 
And there are too many loving black parents, people that are capable financially, emotionally, stable enough to give these children loving, safe, happy homes. And there's a gamut of options in between closed adoptions and open adoptions where you have the choice as the parent. Why not choose that and have control over the circumstance? than to allow yourself to be in a situation where now you're dealing with a foster care scenario and now you have no control and there's more more of a chance that your child will end up in a traumatic way. You know, it's, it's just about being a responsible person, no matter how old you are. If you find yourself in a way where you know you're not capable of keeping your child, then you reach out to whoever you can think of to help you go through your options based on what's available to you, the resources that you have yourself personally and your community and the support that you have around you and, and go from there, you know, because it's just, it's an, the foster care system is an unnecessary tragedy that can be very avoided. It really can be, you know, but it's up to us to be better and make better decisions. And to acknowledge that it's a, it's a sign of strength. It's not, it's not a sign of weakness. Mm -hmm. It is a sign of strength to acknowledge I just don't have it in me to raise my child adequately and to say I need help and go get it. And again, have the choice as to where your child goes versus letting tragedy occur. And now nobody has choices. Everybody's a mess. And sorrow it's you know I love the way you closed I loved your final thought the accuracy of it we have to be the change we gotta, we gotta be the change we, we want to see in the world we have to be the change we want to see in the world. We can't keep talking about it. We got to be about it. You know, we got to walk the walk if we don't talk the talk. You already knew it. You already knew, but it lead, we have to start leading by example. Exactly. We have to start treading into uncharted waters. Going to unfamiliar territories and let's take our black babies back. And we got to be willing to talk about the hard topics and to be transparent mm -hmm. because our children desperately need the raw and honest truth. We cannot afford to to sugarcoat things or, or to leave parts of the story out because we're embarrassed. Mm -hmm. We can't do that no more. Because I know it set plenty of people in our generation up for failure. Because we, we, did, we got edited and annotated versions of stories. Right. There have been redactions. And we did not know that there were redactions. It's enough enough. Platforms like this is where we can talk about things and we can keep it a thousand. And we're going to tell you the good, the bad, the indifferent and get you through to making the best decision for you. A well-informed decision which we all are entitled to have. Right. And that's what Black Girl Interrupted is about. Y'all already know.
every Tuesday, every Thursday. Y'all know to tune in with your girl, 8 p.m. Central Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Y'all know y'all can follow me on Facebook, Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I'm on YouTube. Run them likes up. Y'all know I'm on all the streaming platforms. Leave a review. review. Y'all, I'm getting so tongue-tied tonight. I don't know why. (laughs) But leave a review. Y'all know I'm on all the streaming platforms. I'm on Spotify. I'm on Google Podcasts. I'm on iHeartRadio. I'm on these. I'm all over the place. Put in Black Girl And you gonna see your girl pop up. Mm So leave a review. Let me know what what topics y'all wanna talk about on Black Girl Interrupted. Because you know... I'm always ready to come live, raw, uncut, direct, uncensored, transparent. Y'all know I come for the shit and giggles, too, at times. You know, y'all know that's what I come for. But on that note, don't forget, Tuesday night, we're going to be talking about abortion. Necessary conversations, you know? Very necessary conversations. Tuesday night, abortion, 8 p.m. Central Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. It's time for us to have the most uncomfortable conversation. Mm-hmm. Are you for, are you against? I do want to say y'all will definitely be respectful on this show when we talk about abortion. Mm-hmm. Because you do have some people that are pro-life and you have some that aren't. You know, mm-hmm. we have our our our. Uh, let me say this: Texas Governor Greg Abbott. You can't tell a woman what the fuck to do with their bodies. Mm-mm. Y'all trying it down there. That's what I'm saying. We so busy running our mouths, focused on other things. This is why we also have to pay attention to politics, because they try to slip stuff in on you, sneak stuff in on you. And next thing you know, stuff is law and you didn't even recognize it was even being voted on. We got to watch these folks. And now you had these people that are doing illegal abortions. But we're going to talk about that Tuesday night. Yeah, that's a whole situation. Had these women that, you know what, I'm going to leave that for Tuesday night. Mm -hmm. See, I don't even want to get into that conversation right now because it's going to piss me off. And I'm just going to Yeah. Yeah, look, both of us didn't have too much of a day. We got to let that marinate till Tuesday. Right. <laughs> All right, look. So y'all don't forget Tuesday night. Y'all check in, check out my girl, Leslie. And you yeah. can find her, her name on YouTube. You can mm-hmm. find her on Instagram and for yep, the Love Culture Podcast. Leslie like Ann said, Music, Leslie Ann Realtor um, on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, Leslie and Music on YouTube, and I just got distribution today. Signed up for distribution. She's a hundred percent independent. <laughs> so you know, me and I, me and my son KJ made it on the beat. We gonna have a nice little single come out hopefully within the next couple of weeks. Um, so I'm excited, and it'll be on all platforms. So you know, we doing things, we doing things. See if we can get us a little theme song for the show. You already know we talked about that. I definitely mm-hmm. want to, I, I do want a theme song. I absolutely do. And it's a, a, a lot of things I want to do. And don't let me forget too. I, I also host Millennial Talk Tuesdays uh once a month. 
for HouseThenTheCar.com. Uh, it's a national platform where we provide real estate information. Um, we have a virtual school where you can actually get your real estate degree in all 50, I mean, your real estate license in all 50 states. So it, it's great. We have credit, you know, tools and things all free available to help empower our Black people. And Melanin Magic, I mean, it's free for everybody, but we definitely were thinking about us and in, in creating generation, generational wealth and opportunities for, you know, building assets over liabilities, which is why we're housed in the car. So I had to, I had to plug that in real quick, real quick, because it's time to level up, people. It's, it's time to level up. Today, I, Kingdom Builders. I'm going to have you, look, we will talk, because I'm, I'm booking yeah. guests for July and August, so. Because I definitely need, uh, I, I, I need some, some things. I need the, I need to get we gonna talk because I, I just I, found I out too the the New York, Pennsylvania, and Georgia real estate licenses are all reciprocal. So guess who's about to get licensed in Georgia and New York and PA? Hey, I need and then Cali's the only one that's left because really I was I was like Georgia and Cali. That's where we going, Georgia and Cali. But as soon as my boss said that Georgia and New York and PA, you just one test and you just pay the fees for the other two states. There's confirmation from the Lord. Okay. Right. Confirmation. So hey, we'll talk. Check out my, girl. Check out my yeah. sis right here. Check out my girl. Like I see. Tune in with me. She will be back with me next Tuesday. We're talking about abortions. Yeah. 9 p.m. Eastern time. Right. And thank Christmas. you so much for having me too. I appreciate yeah, you it. Right. You're a blessing. Like and you are everything. You. You know? It ain't no thanks, man. I told you, God places people in your life for a reason. And mm -hmm. you know, I'm looking, like I say, I'm looking forward to all the projects that we have mm -hmm. coming up. I'm absolutely excited. Um to see how 2021 ends. Yeah. begins. It look, it's gonna be popping. Okay, Kingdom Builders all the way. That's the vibe. Queen vibes and Kingdom Builders. Anybody got time? Ain't nobody got time. Right. Definitely need. Well, I love you guys, and I will see. You. Thank y'all again for tuning in to another episode of Black Girl Interrupted. I always say I love y'all. Oh, wait, wait, wait! Before I bring this to an end, don't forget y'all. I have to wrap it up. I have to um go back. And uh, it's Mental Health Awareness Month. Do not forget. Contact that number that's on the screen. If you are in a crisis, if you know somebody that's in a crisis, be the support. Check on your strong friends. We're not always okay. Sometimes mm -hmm. a phone call, a text, a message, something will change that person's day. Be a part of the change. All right. I had to run that back real quick because, again, like I said, Mental Health Awareness Month. And like I said, we have to keep the conversation rolling, 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 rolling. Because it doesn't end May 31st. Mental health mm -hmm. continues every day. Take Check on your people. Send them a message. Send them, a, you know, whatever. Pick up the phone, call it. 30 seconds out of your day. One minute out of your day. 60 seconds out of your day. It's not going to kill you to go and check on your friends. Let mm -hmm. them know, hey, I'm thinking about you. You're good over there. So, love y'all. And again, I will see y'all Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Central Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Don't forget, hit the notification bell so you don't miss an episode of Black Girl Interrupted.
And again, shout out to my girl Leslie for joining me tonight. Thank and you will see her again Tuesday night because we are going to be talking about abortion. So yes. love y'all. Have a good night. See y'all Tuesday. Good night. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.